TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Good Monday morning and welcome back to ChairShot Radio. Today is April the 19th. The year is 2021. I am PC Tunney. You can follow me at PC Tunney. And you're listening to ChairShot Radio Monday morning right here on the ChairShot Radio Network. Also found on thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Hope everybody had an enjoyable weekend. I hope everybody's looking forward to the week ahead of them. But before we get to that, or while you're starting that up, why not tune in to your very own, every single day, ChairShot Radio, brand new content for you, right here, ChairShot Radio Network, like I just said. Before we get into it, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the ChairShot. Pick yourself up a ChairShot t-shirt. It makes a great gift as well. I guarantee it. A few things on the docket today, folks. There is some restructuring and reforming and a brand new possible league happening across the pond. The European Super League is sounding like it's going to be a thing. I'm going to go over the announcement made and what that means for European football. In addition, I want to get into a little bit of a preview on this coming weekend's UFC 261 card. Three more title fights. Dana White continues to deliver for the UFC fans. And... One last noteworthy news item from the sports world to close it out. Somebody up there in age still getting it done with the young gentleman. So, before we get into all of those spectacular topics, let's take this short, short break. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Ladies and gentlemen, this weekend, UFC 261. What a card. Like I already mentioned, three championship fights on this card taking place at the ViStar Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida. And they're expecting about 15,000 fans. So we had WrestleMania with fans. We are having more and more uh, sporting venues throughout the United States starting to implement and and roll out different types of of fandoms being allowed inside the arenas and the ufc is going all out here i think it's going to be a great atmosphere if anybody can get it done safely and properly it is the ufc they've been running shows this entire time and been doing a spectacular job of keeping everyone safe whether it's the people that work through production uh, for ufc or whether it's the people that put all the stuff up and take it all down the fighters their camps etc etc media UFC has done a great job. Let's break down a little bit of the main card. You do have a nice light heavyweight matchup between Anthony Smith and Jimmy Crute. Should be an interesting matchup. Two lefties going at each other. Uh, Pretty close in size. I I maybe like Anthony Smith and a little bit more of the experience there over the Brit. Uriah Hall and Chris Weidman. Boy, two big names there in the middleweight division taking on each other. Should be an excellent, excellent matchup ahead of the three championship matches. 
boy, I'd have to go with Weidman there, but you can never really count Hall out of it. Now let's get into the matchups that are championship and two women's championship belts defended. Valentina Shevchenko putting that women's flyweight belt on the line against Jessica Andrade. The Brazilian looking to take the belt from a dominant Shevchenko. Shevchenko definitely has the reach advantage, so we should really be interested to see what happens here and see if Andrade can get on the inside and use some of that jujitsu. Now the match everybody's been waiting for for a while. Weili Shang taking on Rose Namajunas. These two women are just fighter supremes in the strawweight division. Weili has had that belt for quite a while, a very impressive 21-1 record. Rose has made some of those comments about the communist and she, communist party, and she doesn't take them back. So there is a little bit of bad blood between these two. I'm looking for one hell of a fight, but Weili looks like she, to me, could possibly be unbeatable. I just want to correct something. I said that uh, that that Anthony Smith and Jimmy Kruber were uh, southpaws. That is not correct. They're they're both right-handed fighters. The southpaw that you should be looking out for is Valentina Shevchenko in that flyweight fight. And Weili Zhang is also known to mix it up and uh, throw from both stances. So two amazing women's championship fights. Shevchenko putting on the, the flyweight title on the line against Jessica Andrade. And Weili Zhang putting that strawweight title on the line against Rose Namajunas. Now the main event, folks. We've seen this before. Jorge Masvidal has already lost once to Kamaru Usman. But it, it was him taking a fight on very short notice. Granted, he is still an underdog in this fight. Kamaru Usman may possibly be, pound for pound, the best fighter in the world, right? He's definitely in your top five without argument. I'm hopefully looking forward to a much better fight, a much more prepared Jorge Masvidal, seeing as how I don't know if Masvidal is going to be in the line to getting another title shot if he if this one doesn't at least go the distance or put up a really good fight, right? Granted, Usman is one of the best possibly ever in the welterweight division, but we'll see. I, I, I don't see Masvidal winning here. I know he has the power to knock Usman out, but can he get to Usman is the question. Usman has just been so dominant in the run that he is on right now. It's going to be a great card Saturday. Veterans Memorial Arena, Jacksonville, Florida. Full crowd, three title fights. Excellent undercard. If you want to hear more about the card and a little bit better analysis and, and, and opinion maybe, check out Five Rounds Podcast with my boy Mags and Carlos. Those guys do a great job. They're going to break it all down for you a lot better than I will. I just wanted to run down what's happening there, bring your attention to it, and know that there's three awesome title fights and a pretty damn good undercard. So Shevchenko, Weili Zhang, and Kamaru Usman all defending their respective UFC titles this Saturday in Jacksonville, Florida. Can't wait for it. Dana White making things happen again, again for the UFC, getting them fans in the arena. Should be really interesting. I'm, I'm hoping I can feel it over television that the vibe and, and everything else, it feels more like a main event with the crowd and the energy, right? I know in person the fighters are going to feel it. I'm sure they're all going to be pretty pumped up for that. So can't wait to see it. UFC doing a great job putting on another amazing card. This Saturday, UFC 261, three title fights, headlined by Usman Masvidal 2. Folks, quick break. Coming back, European Super League. Very interesting. A lot of people not too happy. We'll be right back. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. 
TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Welcome back, folks. Chairshot Radio, Monday morning, April 19th. PC Tunney with you. You can follow me at PC Tunney. Make sure you're following at Chairshot Media all over your social media platforms. That's where you're going to find the links to all the great articles. You can get links to all the great podcasts and everything that's going on over at thechairshot.com. And remember to always use your head. Of course, Chairshot Radio right here, taking place on the Chairshot Radio Network. You can find that on all of your favorite streaming services, whether it's Spotify, Pandora, iHeart, Google Play, iTunes, whatever. Put in Chairshot Radio Network, you'll see our logo, and all our podcasts will be right in that stream for you. Like I said, April 19th, Monday morning, Chairshot Radio, PC Tunney with you. Thanks for tuning in. We do appreciate all your listenership. We do appreciate you checking out thechairshot.com and reading all the reviews and analysis and opinion articles we have up there. Everything. Sports entertainment and sports entertainment speaking of entertainment before i get into what's happening across the pond very very controversial uh, sporting news coming out over there in europe but winter and falcons uh, the winter and falcon soldier the falcon and the winter soldier had their penultimate uh, episode released this past friday excellent episode setting up what's going to be an awesome finale if you want to hear more about that being broken down Tune in to Bandwagon Nerds this afternoon. Patrick O'Dowd was away, so the children did have a little more fun and play more than usual, but I think you'll enjoy it. It's a really good episode. DPP and Christopher Platt made their way onto the show, both big fans of the Falcon and Winter Soldier series, so we had a really good discussion on that, and he had a few other things that are happening in the entertainment world as well. So make sure you're checking out Bandwagon Nerds today. Now, European Super League. So... For those of you that are not familiar with how soccer works in Europe and you don't really know the difference between the the Champions League and the Premier League and La Liga and Serie A and Bundesliga, etc., etc., you know, uh, French League 1, I believe it's something like that. There's Danish Super League. All these different countries have their own national leagues. And depending on how powerful, I guess, or how well-known or prominent or, or... you know dominant your league is like the premier league is pretty much considered from top to bottom the best collection of european soccer teams right there are teams in the bundesliga and in 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 the italian league Serie A and in la liga that are at the top of of their uh tables their standings that are just as good as the teams that are at the top of their standings in the premier league in england right but maybe from top to bottom they're not as good so you might see more qualifiers for the Champions League out of the Premier League than you would out of the German Bundesliga, okay? Or, or the Danish Super League, things of that nature. So what happens is all these teams, while they're playing their own league in their own country against those teams in that table, in, in those standings, they're also been qualified for a Champions League. So maybe the top two from each league also play in this league. So there's leagues happening inside of the season of another league. So if you're not familiar, that's what happens. So these all feed into a grander scale of championship. Now, basically, 
12 of the already best teams that are generally in that Champions League most of the time and at the top of their table, at the top of their standings in their own country, have decided that they want to start their own Super League. Let me read it to you. 12 leading European football clubs, here they are. From the Premier League, Manchester United, Liverpool, Manchester City, Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham. Those are the Premier League teams. Those are the English League teams. Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atletico Madrid. Those are Spain's teams. Those are La Liga teams. And then from the Italian League, Serie A, Juventus, AC Milan, and Inter Milan. So right there, you got, what, one, two, three, four, five, six teams from, from England, three teams from Spain, and three teams from Italy. There's your 12. Those are 12 of the most, you know, if you took like, the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Yankees and the LA Lakers and, and the, the, the most prominent, the most uh, worth the most, they're worth the most money. These are probably 12 of the most you know prominent and, and wealthiest soccer teams in the world, right? So they announced that they are, have agreed to join a new midweek competition called European Super League, the ESL. In a joint statement, the founding club said that the three more teams that three more teams, excuse me, folks, I haven't had my coffee yet this morning, that three more teams are expected to join before the inaugural season, which is expected to start as soon as possible. FIFA expressed its disapproval for the new competition, while the UEFA said the clubs concerned will be banned from playing in any other competition at domestic, European, or world level, and their players could be denied the opportunity to represent their national teams. Let me just read you the competition format here. Eventually, so they have 12 committed. They're going to get three more for the first year, I believe 15. They want to go to 20. So 15 founding clubs and a qualifying mechanism for a further five teams to qualify annually based on achievements in the prior season. Midweek fixtures, midweek competition, midweek games, midweek fixtures with all participating clubs continuing to compete in their respective national leagues, preserving the traditional domestic match calendar, which remains at the heart of the club game. An August start with clubs participating in two groups of 10, playing home and away fixtures with the top three in each group automatically qualifying for the quarterfinals. Teams finishing fourth and fifth will then compete in a two-leg playoff for the remaining quarterfinal positions. Two-leg knockout format will be used until the final, which will be a single game, single fixture at a neutral site. So basically, this is not a good thing for these people. They're, if you're a fan, of let's say baseball in America and they decided to take the Yankees and the Dodgers and maybe a few other teams from American baseball three of the best Caribbean teams because there's there's baseball there's tons of baseball going down in the Caribbean and then you go over to Japan and Korea and you would just take the four best teams maybe six best teams from MLB four from Japan three from Korea two from the Caribbean leagues I'm trying to do it as as opposed to how many people actually play in those leagues. I'm not sure if that's the right ratio, but you get what I'm trying to say. And they would leave and go off and do make their own Super League, right? It's not quite comparing it the same way, but you can understand how it's making it less of less of a trophy to win if they're not in, also involved in the rest of this, right? Like they're basically breaking away and saying, well, we're too good. We make too much money. We can make more money without you guys. We don't need you. Where the other guys are going, yeah, that's fine. Maybe that's true, but we need you, and the sport as a whole needs that. So, I, 
Mags is probably going to be hitting that too. Check out everything going on for, from from Mags over there, Darren Kirkby. Uh, man, you know he'll be covering not only the UFC, but he'll be probably doing a better job of explaining the European Super League. Look that up, folks, because it's really interesting, and it could be an interesting ripple effect, possibly down the road, years and years here for other giant leagues and saying, well, if the best teams can get together, why can't we just do that and make more money? So it could be a slippery slope. I know a lot of fans over there aren't happy about it. I'm necessarily a newer football fan, European football fan. If you would say that, I've probably been following the Premier League for just over a dozen or so, maybe 15 years. So I consider myself a newer fan. I do enjoy watching that and the World Cup and everything else. So uh, it's just really interesting news. It's an interesting concept, and if you are aware of how they do things over there, it, it should be really interesting to see how this plays out because there's a lot of people not very happy with this at all. Folks, my last note for you today, 47-year-old Stuart Sink wins the RBC Heritage on the PGA Tour. That's right, you got to be 50 to, win on the, to play on the Champions Tour, but a 47-year-old Stuart Sink comes out and beats everybody at the RBC Heritage. So I just wanted to shout out to him. Winning on the PGA Tour at any age is very difficult. And doing it at 47, very impressive. I do believe he had his uh, kid on the bag as his caddy. So kudos to him. Probably one of his favorite victories ever. So very happy to see one of the veterans taking the kids to school on the PGA Tour. That's going to do it for me this week, folks. UFC 261. European Super League, Stuart Sink. What a podcast. What a Monday morning. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a great week. Chairshot.com. Always use your head.